Hey friends, welcome back to the Sunny and 65 podcast. I'm your host, Maddie Schultz, and today we are talking about Advent, what it is and what celebrating it in our own lives looks like as we remember Jesus' birth and look forward to him coming back. I pray this episode is encouraging. So today's episode is actually a repost from my church, Providence's podcast called the Christian Formation Podcast. I got the privilege to go on the podcast to talk about Advent with my friends Raven and Jake. So we're just going to hop right into the episode. Hello, and welcome to the Christian Formation Podcast. I'm Raven, and I'm here with Maddie Schultz, one of our members here at Providence, and Jake Peterson, our college director. The goal of this podcast is to form disciples who live all of life with the presence of God. And we do this through conversations about theology, culture, and stories. Today, we're discussing why Christians should practice the season of Advent. Hey, guys. Welcome hey. back to what the up? podcast. Jake and Maddie, I'm glad you guys are here with us today. Honored to be here. It's a good morning. Yeah. Jake, Maddie, I feel like you guys have both been on the Providence podcast, right? No. Maddie, have you? No. Really? I would have thought that you would have. No, Maddie has her own podcast that she, I'm trying to think of a good word for that, that she, I was about to say commandeers, but What's that? Directs? I don't actually know. (laughs) What is the word? Um, That I have. Yes. Maddie has her own podcast that she loves, and she's actually had Andrew on it before a handful of times, right, Maddie? Mm -hmm. And so I feel like you've just already been used to the whole podcast world. It's fun. Yeah. And Jake, this is your second time on the Providence Podcast? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. How are you feeling? Feeling good? Good. Jake was born to podcast. Let's be honest. Born to podcast. For sure. Well, for people who don't really know you guys super well, can you guys give just a little snapshot into your lives? Yeah. I mean, so I do college ministry at Providence. So love college ministry. Never wanted to graduate college. And yeah, I just absolutely love my job. I think it's the best job in the entire world. Mm-hmm. And love doing that. Got married this summer to Rochelle. Rochelle's got some wisdom on this topic that she shared. Mm -hmm. And yeah, glad to be here. I love it. That's awesome. I'm Maddie. I am a stay-at-home mom of a little boy, toddler boy Xander, a little baby girl Shay, and I'm married to Alexander. And yeah, I love being a member at Providence and yeah, blessed to be here. Yeah, I love it. So today we are talking about Advent. The Advent season has been around for years. This is something that is embedded in the Christian church that our early church fathers have started and have continued. But if you don't know what it is, don't worry. The season of Advent is pretty simple to understand and also to practice. So the season of Advent happens four weeks leading up to Christmas. So for this year, it's going to start on November 28th. And during those four weeks, we take time to fix our eyes on the birth or the incarnation of Jesus, where he came in human form to be a baby in the manger. And we also long for and anticipate Christ's return. So as Advent means coming or arrival, we are reflecting on the arrival of Christ, and we're also longing for Christ's second arrival. So for some of you, Advent might be something that you practice growing up. You might have put a little you know, piece of candy every single day in a calendar until you got to Christmas. For me, that's kind of what we did. But once we got to Christmas, it meant that Santa was there. But that same 
longing that was built is what we're building in the church, this excitement for Christ to return and to celebrate the return of Christ one day. And so for me, I wasn't actually introduced to Advent until I started working here at Providence two years ago, and that's kind of started my routine and rhythm. But Maddie, for you, what has been your experience with Advent? Yeah, so I don't think I had really heard of Advent till I came to Providence either. And that was 2018 was my first season um, practicing Advent, if that's the right word, practicing it. So this this year will be my fourth year. Um, and it was it has honestly entirely changed the Christmas season for me. I remember in 2017, which was the last year that I didn't participate in Advent, um, I remember getting to Christmas Day, you know, going to church, celebrating Jesus' birth. It came and it went, and I remember just feeling like I, I missed it. Like I, I remember thinking, wow, I just celebrated the birth of Jesus, one of the most important moments in human history, and I've just been running around like a wild woman this entire holiday, and my heart wasn't prepared to celebrate the coming of our king. And so after Christmas, it just kind of felt like, whoa, like that's it. That's it, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Um, And one of the sweetest seasons of the year, I looked back and it was just marked by hurry and shopping and wild family plans and preparing for a baby in our first year of marriage. And no... And nowhere in there were my eyes focused on the birth of Jesus or the second coming of our king. Um, So, yeah. So after Mm -hmm. Christmas Day, it was kind of a disappointment almost that I just completely missed the true reason for the season. I I didn't, but it it did. I did. It felt like I did. And so the last three Christmas seasons have been um, super sweet. So for the last three years, I have bought the She Reads Truth Advent study. And this year I bought one from If Gathering. But basically, um, there's tons of resources and things and plans. And you don't even need a plan. Um, You can read the Gospels. But most of these plans are reading the Gospels, reading scripture that's pointing to Jesus coming, and then also um, reading scripture that's pointing to the the him coming back. Mm -hmm. But yeah, getting to start December 1 and through the entire month getting to read about Advent, read about the coming of our King, read about the promises of his return and answer reflective questions about all of it and just sit in this remembrance of our Savior and anticipation of his return. Um, Having my eyes focused continually on Jesus changed everything, um, which that always does. And I would say that it made the season restful and refreshing rather than overwhelming and exhausting. Um, And don't get me wrong, I love the lights and family time and parties and fun um, and Christmas celebration. I love getting um, to celebrate that. Uh, But getting to experience that through the lens of having my eyes fixed on Jesus's coming and his return specifically made those things even sweeter, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. And we kind of talked about this before recording, but one thing that just came to my mind as we, we were discussing, yeah, why practice Advent? Shouldn't we as Christians? We're always practicing Advent te- technically, you know, looking forward to his return and thinking about Jesus. Um, for me, that season of Advent, I'm thinking more about baby. Jesus has a baby than ever before. Typically in my day to day, I'm thinking about the gospel every day of Jesus dying, resurrecting on our behalf. Um, But not often is my mind brought to, wow, our king humbled himself to be a baby and just sitting and reflecting on that humility 
of our King um, has been a sweet part mm-hmm. of Advent and what I've found to um, bring change and stir my heart, especially since practicing Advent. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Which is a part of the gospel, yeah. right? That like we, when we talk about Jesus, when we talk about what Jesus has done for us, because like our church and like we, we preach the gospel really well. We focus on like, okay, what, what's the, like the moments like actually like change so much of like our stories and our history. And I think sometimes we, we lose that. Of, yeah. Like, we lose the fullness of the gospel. That's not just, okay, Jesus died on the cross yeah. for your sins. And if you place your faith in him and call him Lord and Savior, you'll live forever. But there's also like that part of the gospel of, okay, it's the whole story. It's all the good news that yeah. Jesus did humble himself and come. Yeah. And so if we just focus on the life, death, and resurrection, which is like the death and resurrection, which is beautiful. And I think that's like, so we articulate the gospel to other people that like is the best way that we can like summarize it. But there's more beauty in understanding the whole picture of it. Yeah. And so memory that Jesus literally came, the King of Kings humbled himself to come down to earth and to be indistinguishable from any other person as a baby in a manger. Yeah. Like that humility, that love we see from Jesus yeah. changes our perspective on like who he is and what yeah. he's done for us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think even just in this conversation, I'm like, gosh, I I want to be reminded of baby Jesus yeah. throughout the full year. And because I think I found I'm when I think about Jesus, he is a 33 year old man when I'm thinking, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and I know he's humble and meek. But like you're just saying, this conversation is even encouraging of I want to be reminded that all year that he humbled himself to be a baby, not just humbled himself to die on a cross for being perfect, for not doing anything, humbled himself to come in the form of a baby. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, totally. I feel like when I came to Providence and we talked about Advent, yes, it's something that you should remember, like the gravity of the fact that Christ was in the form of a baby, that he came, that he is so, I mean, in a lot of ways, just vulnerable to the world and to the elements and was human. And I think once you start to think about that and fixate on that, it does change your perspective and your heart and just seeing the tenderness and love that God has. Yeah, But I truly didn't know what Advent was growing up. I mean, my parents had a little calendar and it was a felt Christmas tree and we would put little tiny, you know, cute things in it until Christmas came. And it was like, oh, Santa's here. And so that's the only understanding I really had of Advent until I came to Providence and our gatherings started to reflect this season of anticipation and longing for our King to come. Beautiful. Jake, what about you? What was your experience growing up? Yeah, so I grew up in a Christian home and I definitely remember like growing up being told at times like, okay, the biggest gift, the true gift here is actually Jesus. And so Christmas isn't all about the gifts. And so I was like discipled into that, like that belief and that knowledge. But outside of that, like there wasn't like we had like Christmas Eve traditions and like we would go to a movie or I would do charcuterie with my mom after my dad went to bed. <laughs> oh, my dad's not listening. Uh, but we just like do these different traditions and they were fun and life giving. Mm. But I don't know if I just like growing up ever really thought like I, I had the knowledge that this is about Jesus, but I'm not sure if I lived that out mm. as I was just like going around the holidays and things like that. I was like, man, we eat lots of good food. I get all these good gifts. Yeah. This is awesome. I love it. And I'm not sure if I ever loved it because growing up, I'm not sure if I loved it because, oh man, Jesus has come. That's good news for us. The groanings of creation are being fulfilled and satisfied. Mm -hmm. Like I just never had that mindset growing up. And so 
like as I think through that with me and Rochelle, we're like, okay, how do we do that going forward? Where what traditions can we start like living in now that are going to bless our kids by showing them like the importance of the Advent season, the importance of why Jesus came, why we mm-hmm. need Him, and letting that be the main focus of everything that we do. And still having fun, still doing like yeah. the other traditions and not just being like, hey, we're not like the rest of the world who talks about Santa all the time right. and Santa is our Lord and Savior. But like, how do we do fun things? How do we give good gifts? How do we have fun traditions? But also, how do we tie those in with, hey, let's get serious for a moment. The biggest thing, the most important thing here is Jesus. And we want to mm-hmm. make sure that we are not distracted by a thousand different things, but we actually focus on him first. Right. Totally. And if you're a parent that loves Santa and the tradition of Santa, that's okay. Totally fine. I think that that can also produce longing and understanding. Just, I know, Jake, that you've mentioned that comment, which I think is still good for us to remember. Like, it's not bad if you practice having Santa or not, but like remembering that the true vision and idea of Christmas is that Christ is our ultimate savior. 100%. Raven, do you and Kellen have ideas for how you're going to celebrate Advent? Good question. So we actually haven't really talked about it until last night after I had talked to you and Rochelle, Jake, about it, because this is something that's really new. We're trying to figure out, should we get a fake tree or a real tree? (laughs) I grew up with fake trees. He grew up with real trees. I'm Which like, went on as <gasps> Jesus more, yeah. you know? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Truly. I'm like, oh my goodness, there's going to be sap and pine needles. And he's like, don't there's going to be memories. Don't do it. Really? Why? Is it So bad? much vacuuming? Why? I know. You can get little sticks that make it smell real. Come on, people. Efficiency. <laughs> we got a t- $20 tree from Hobby Lobby. I think that broke Nice. So, so but I'm like, hey, this is great. <laughs> yeah. That's great. So yeah, we haven't really talked about it a ton. I think what's helpful is at Providence, we do little things to celebrate the coming and create this anticipation of Christ's return. And we do that just by the first Sunday. So this year, it's going to be November 28th. The room, we normally have it pretty light so that you can see and worship with other people. But we'll actually have it darker. And then we'll light the first candle. And the next Sunday, it's going to be a little bit lighter. And we'll light the next candle. And then on Christmas Eve, when we light the final candle, the room will be fully lit. So it's just showing this darkness but then the coming light of christ and how we get to celebrate that together so we have those traditions at providence which i think is really cool but as far as our family we don't but i've kind of always thought of advent as like a personal thing do you guys think about it as a communal thing i i think it's both like like most things in our walk with jesus like i practice it but also all of our city group gals the lot this will be our second year going through an advent study together and we meet twice in december in the morning to mm. talk about it and in be encouraging each other to prepare our hearts and to stop striving in this season and being refreshed by jesus so yeah i think it's both i don't think it's a this or i think it's a and that's cool love that yeah i think if you go too far one way or the other like okay, if it's just like my own personal walk, you don't get to actually share that with people. And so as we like talking about family, because it's like a, yeah. a, a, you do holidays as a family typically. And so like, if it just keeps between me and Rochelle, our kids will not see that example mm-hmm. in us. Yeah. If we like say we value this and this is a good thing, 
if we just keep it to ourselves, they are not going to take those values. They're not, we're not discipling them and keeping it hidden from them. And then Mm -hmm. also sometimes we can get caught up in the, if you take it too far, the other extreme of like, you only do it in public settings. It's like, okay, are we just doing this because it's a tradition or are Mm -hmm. we doing this because we actually have affections for it? That's good. Yeah. I, I just think if I think about the last couple of years, it's more been, a mindset for me. So it's not like I'm practicing it going through a devotional necessarily. It's in the busyness and hurriedness of the season when I'm focused on buying gifts or seeing family or making cookies. You know, we do all of those things, (laughs) figuring out what we should do for our neighbors, little things like that. I'm not thinking about those things necessarily. I'm telling myself to take a step back and go, okay, what is this holiday actually for? And in all of the busyness and the hurriedness I mean, around Christmas time, I feel like there's a lot of turmoil with families or just health concerns where people come up. And I feel like it's a really good place for my heart to say, this is not how the world should be. And I can long for something greater and more. But I have to continuously remind myself of that. And so honestly, a devotional would probably be good so that I could actually like put myself back there rather than just wait every Sunday for the next Advent sermon to where I could say, oh yeah, that's reminding me or, you know, having a song during the week that reminds me, but like actually having something might be beneficial. And I think like we've said, it will be different for everyone. I personally love having a plan and Mm -hmm. the questions for my scattered brain. I love knowing that I'm going to come to this plan December through Christmas day, you know, to get to reflect and read and someone else, you know, might not like the, the rigid plan that that might feel, you know, trapping to them. Maybe, I don't know. What, what do you like, Jake? Do you feel like you're a plan guy or do you feel like you're, you know, you just want to go read the gospels or you want to (laughs) go for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, like I'm thinking through, uh oh man we just bought this children's book that's like it's like a bible for kids i can't remember what it's storybook called. bible yeah storybook bible oh, and why uh <laughs> like thinking through like okay what if we like talked about like the story of jesus oh and, like, okay that, Not... and like i think wait like, for you and rochelle yeah for oh, even like us like walk yeah, through together because like thinking through like okay that childlike wonder and like yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. we can get into just like in theology in general we can turn to like seminary people um i was talking to daniel mentioned that someone he has a friend who got out of seminary and his pastor gave him like the storybook bible to be like hey you need to like bring things down to earth again and like just get the wonder back and like the simplicity of it all and so like thinking through that okay what if we like read that together but Mm -hmm. even like hearing you of like oh my gosh you got your girls together and you hung out one you hang out like twice in december and like just spend some time like walking through something like that man i wonder if i could get the guys in my city group Mm. to do that or something like that that. like it could be cool so yeah that's super cool i think that's really fun too because then it's fostering community it's making the holidays special but okay kind of like you both touched on earlier we said that advent or the posture that we have during advent of anticipating christ's return or longing for christ to come back should be an all-year thing so why is it so important for Christians to practice Advent during Advent season? Yes. So this is the wisdom from my wife where <laughs> we were talking about this last night. Well, and well. Yep. like me and Raven were talking. And I was like, oh my gosh, I do that like year round. Like I think about Jesus like <laughs> coming, the future coming. And like if we like, we're called to think about year round, but especially during like the Christmas season, like Rochelle's line was you work out year round, but during the holidays, you are eating all this unhealthy food and putting all the calories. You should work out a little bit more to take care of your body. Mm-hmm. And so thinking through that, okay, 
yes, we should be thinking about this future glory. And we're walking through Romans 8. We just finished Romans 8 this last Tuesday for PC3, the college ministry. And like we talk about the future glory and like one of the analogies was like this child who like talks about future glory and how the creation is groaning for the savior to arrive to the scene. And the analogy that was like painted was it's like a little kid who is like downstairs in the basement and the trees are like on the upper floor and they're like tiptoeing at the top of the stairs to be like, Oh my gosh, is Christmas here? Is Santa mm-hmm. coming? Has he come yet? Like are the presents out? Things like that. And that anticipation is how we should be anticipating the future glory to come of man. When is Jesus going to come back? When is all the pain in this world? When is all the sadness going to be relieved where literally all the suffering that we experience, all the trials that we have, death and being separated from loved ones and just like all these tragedies that we experience through life that although we have joy in Jesus, we should have a longing. Like even though this world can have many good gifts and all these good things, are we truly longing and waiting for, man, Jesus, are you coming back? Mm-hmm. When are you going to come back? When is my mm-hmm. hope and my joy and my peace, perfect peace actually going to be here? And during the Advent season, because there's all these other things going on and all these things that aren't exactly like Jesus focused, maybe it's good for us to spend extra time thinking through, okay, am I actually longing and awaiting my savior? Mm -hmm. Or might there be idols in my life during the Christmas season that I'm placing my hope and peace in, even though those things will never satisfy me? Yeah, that's really good. And I love Rochelle's analogy about working out and how during this season, you kind of have to be on guard a little Mm -hmm. bit more. And so I love that analogy for Advent because truly, I mean, there's so much that goes on during the Christmas season where we're getting excited about gifts and new sweaters that we want. I think about a sweater that I asked for yesterday for my sisters and I'm like, I hope I see that soon. (laughs) But is that really important to be looking forward to or is it actually worshiping with my brothers and sisters in Christ and remembering that this season and this time is way bigger than Mm -hmm. a really, really cute sweater. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, I would say I mean, just piggybacking off of Jake and what you guys have all said that more than ever and back to Rochelle's analogy, more than ever in the Christmas season there's so much striving and hurrying Mm -hmm. and just chaos and like you said, family stuff and navigating family stuff and honestly expectation and letdowns. Like when my expectation when I place expectations on anyone else except just placing my satisfaction and only expectations Mm. on Jesus and him to fulfill me, him to satisfy me. If I place my expectation on a perfect Christmas, a perfect family time, gosh, I'm reminded real quick that we are sinful humans and I'm let down, honestly, when I'm, when my eyes aren't fixed on my perfect savior. Mm. And so Yeah, just that reminder, like we've said before, but all year, but since we're especially talking about Advent, when my eyes aren't fixed on Jesus, then I fall right into that way of living that everyone else is around Christmas. Go, go, go. Feeling that that anxiousness inside that, oh, I got to go, go more, do more, buy more, Um, you know, but when my eyes are fixed on Jesus, you know. He gives us the strength to go against the grain. He -hmm. refreshes our soul. He allows us to quiet our soul um, and fills fills us with his word and truth and, yeah, allows us to remember him and, yeah, remember that future glory. But when I'm not being intentional and practicing Advent or year round, when I'm not being intentional Mm -hmm. being with the Lord, I 
I live in the hurry, hurry, hustle, bustle with everyone else and my heart feels it. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. I love how you touch on the slowness of Advent because it is so countercultural to everything about the Christmas season. And I love that. I love how it's taking a step back from the flurry and the hurry and everything that the world has of running to get Christmas presents, hanging out with people, filling your schedule. And it takes you a step back to really just commune with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so beautiful. And we've all kind of mentioned practicing Advent as either a mindset or going through a devotional. But what do you both think is really helpful for people to tangibly start practicing Advent? Because in my own mind, I'm thinking one of the blessings of Advent is that it kind of, especially for people that don't do this all year, that don't really think about Christ's return and remember how he came for us on our behalf. I think that Advent is really good in training those muscles, so to speak, to remember and to long for Christ. But how do people even start if they have never participated in Advent, if this is something pretty new to them that they don't do every single day? What would your suggestion be? Yeah, so I think that if you feel like you're lacking in this area or it's something that you want to, okay, we need to be more intentional with this. We haven't celebrated Advent well in the past. I think with just like, any other discipleship, like, okay, if I got someone who says, man, I'm just like so nervous to evangelize other people. Okay. Mm-hmm. What passages of scripture would point me to like that idea and how can I like, how can scripture like be helpful in that process? Or, okay, let's start walking through this book on evangelism. Let's walk through master plan of evangelism together. And like, okay, we feel like we're lacking this area. We don't feel like we have the muscles that are there. So let's spend some intentional time. Okay. What does it look like to have the right views? What does it look like to have the right thoughts? What disciplines do we need to actually start incorporating to make this a regular rhythm of your mm-hmm. life, not just during that season, but mm-hmm. to help you like during the year round. And so I think reading scripture, there's, you've got four, uh, you got four gospels, right? And so there's like different stories of how Jesus and like different perspectives of how those things are shared. And like, that's just one way to look at it and think about it. And all of scripture is tied into that single promise. And so mm-hmm. even looking at like Old Testament promises and like, how are those starting to be fulfilled? Well, it, all of them start being initiated and like the actual promise that people are longing for for thousands of years comes with the birth of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so reading the Old Testament with that perspective over like, man, King David is here. Israelites, are they thinking that David's going to be the hero, that he's the one who's going to crush Satan and he's going to do all this? No, he's a sinful man, but mm-hmm. Jesus fulfills all of that someday. And so I think it changes like in your Bible reading to like have that mindset of like all this points to the the arrival of Jesus uh, either hundreds of years later or thousands of years later. And then Maddie, you have your She Reads Truth books if you want to share about that. Yeah, yeah. There's so many amazing resources online. I mean, of course, you can probably reach out to Raven or any of us um, if you need help finding some. But yeah, shereadstruth.com. They also have He Reads Truth books for your friend, spouse. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate that. You're welcome. welcome. (laughs) Um, But I love, I've loved having a tangible thing to write in and to go through and through the She Reads Truth Advent books every year, they, they tie in the Old Testament prophecies and New Testament, which I've really loved. Mm. Um, And they ask a lot of good, helpful reflection questions and questions about Jesus' coming and his return. And yeah, questions just for your soul. And in this season, there's also fun little like make this Christmas tree things. You know, us girls love that. I haven't made any of them, but some people (laughs) do. Um, And that's been helpful. Also, there's like 
on SheWordsTruth.com, I'm pretty sure the Advent plan is free online. I'm just mm. such a tangible, right in my things person. Right. Yeah, um, but there's, yeah, there's so many Advent resources. If you go look, if you need help finding them, we'll help you. But if you would just Google, you know, an Advent reading plan, I'm sure you'll get tons. And if you're reading God's word, mm-hmm. praise the Lord. Like right. you're not going to go wrong with a... Yeah. With an Advent plan that's you reading scripture, ultimately, like Jake said, like that's a great place to start. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Because in scripture, you're not going to find a cookie cutter. This is Advent. This is how you do it. It's more so our church fathers, basically like this is a tradition to do Advent. And this has been within the church, especially liturgical churches that have a very set liturgy or way of doing their gatherings. And so it is really cool to be able to read your Bible and to say, okay, it's not like we see this is how you practice Advent, but we see as we read scripture, just the longing for the perfect king. And we get to feel that. Like I think about judges. It reminded me of the study that we went through with judges at our church. And the whole time I'm like, all of these leaders are awful. Where is Jesus? Like Jesus come on the scene. And so I just think that's really cool because that can train your heart and mind to remember to long for Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So what encouragement would you give to people that are just now starting to dive into Advent? Do it. If you haven't practiced Advent or maybe you haven't read your, maybe you don't read your Bible consistently, do it. Like hop in today. It is never too late. Even if you're listening to this podcast and it's December 20th, start preparing your heart mm-hmm. and and never stop, honestly. So I think, and it's easy to think, oh, I'll start reading my Bible at the new year or, oh, I'll start, you know, when life slows down or, or oh, I'm too late to to prepare my heart for the Lord's coming um, or to prepare my heart to celebrate Jesus. It's never too late. Start today reading God's word and or practicing Advent. Start December one with us and prepare your heart for Jesus's birth and um, preparing your heart for, and always bring your heart for longing for his future glory. Yeah. Love it. I think that there can definitely be encouragement towards self-awareness and to just like take evaluation. Okay. Mm. That's As good. I think about Christmas, what gets me excited about this season? Like we call it the most wonderful season of the year, the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, what what in that makes me feel, okay, man, Christmas is coming. Why am I excited? And what gets me motivated in those ways? And to sort of like just take inventory and maybe start asking questions. Okay, if this is like what things am I focusing on and what are maybe some traditions or different things I could start incorporating into my life to sort of change my perspective or to remind myself of, okay. I want I want Christmas, I want Advent to be all about Jesus this whole season. So what things can I start doing to help me walk the walk? Mm, that's good. That's good. Thank you, Jake and Maddie, for joining us today. Anytime. That's so fun. Joy. <laughs> and thank you all for joining us today. The goal of the Christian Formation Podcast is to form disciples who live all of life with the presence of God. And we do this through conversations about theology, culture, and stories. If you want to find out more about us or check us out at ProvidenceOmaha.org. And if you have any podcast topics, comments, or questions, please email us at formation at ProvidenceOmaha.org. We'll see you next week. Well, that was such a blast chatting with these friends about Advent. I pray that this episode was helpful and encouraging. If you are subscribed to my emails, which there's a link to do so in the description of this episode, I will be sending out some Advent resources later today. I don't think they're selling the study that I'm doing from If Gathering still, but you can find other good resources at ifgathering.com or head to shereadstruth.com and follow along with their Advent plan for free starting November 29th. 
So excited to practice Advent alongside of you and see how the Lord works in your heart as we remember and celebrate our King humbling himself to come to us in the form of a baby. And as we anticipate him coming again and making all things right. If you were encouraged by this episode, would you share it with friends and family? Would you share it to your social media spaces and leave a review? I would so appreciate it. As always, I would love to connect with you. You can subscribe to my emails in the link in my bio on Instagram at Madeline Schultz underscore or in the description from this episode, as well as email me directly, Maddie, M-A-D-I at sunnyand65.com. Friends, go be bold and love big, and we will see you next time.